but I was a hot freaking mess. I, I had head to toe issues. My hair was falling out, it was thinning. I had brain fog, anxiety, thyroid issues, heart palpitations, asthma, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation usually on the same day, right? Like I'd go from having constipation to diarrhea, all over the map. I had fertility challenges. I had bad periods. I was wasting, like I was really thin and I had nutritional deficiencies. So it was a mess. I had no sex drive either. Like who wants to have sex when you're such a mess? I didn't know what to do at that point. I never complained. I just kind of thought it was the way it was. And he did this really big work on, on me. And he said to me, you're not gonna like these results. And I was like, oh. You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, can you believe it is almost May? Oh my gosh. Like we're seriously rounding out spring here and summer is on its way. And I've got something really juicy for you. Are you ready to unbridle your heart? Like to really break it open in such a way that you have access to deeper, more potent love and become a magnet for more love in your life. Like we are going to open your fourth chakra in a new way by grounding you into your worthiness for love. The Wild Woman Awaken Workshop is a series that I do every season and I am offering an intro to the summer season and it is a two hour workshop where we are going to work on healing your fear of intimacy and loneliness honor and release grief, which is the core wound of the heart. And once we get all of that opened up, we're going to celebrate your feminine force of love because you are going to have so much access to some divine magnetic love within yourself that you are going to be so turned on and will not be able to turn back. So I'm offering this in-person and virtually. So the in-person workshop is the two-hour workshop in Boulder, Colorado, Sunday, May 15th. And the, in, the, and the virtual workshop is a two-hour workshop on Saturday, June 4th. So it doesn't really matter where you're at. You can access this workshop. It's only two hours. It's only $59. Like if you're ready to really step into your magnetism and know your worthiness of owning and allowing more love into your life, like in the most powerful way so that you can show up in the way that you desire and understand your God-given radiance and beauty is something that's needed in the world and you're not allow, uh, you're not afraid to express it, then sign up for this workshop. Like you are gonna love this, okay? So go below and click the link below. I'll have a link for both. I'll have a link for the in-person and a link for the virtual class. And uh, yeah, send us a little email so we can be in touch. It is not a good fit for everyone, so I wanna be able to chat with you before you actually commit to this to make sure that you understand what it's all about and what we plan on doing and see if it feels really good for you. And uh, uh, yeah, if you're being called and your heart's saying yes and your gut's going like, oh man, this feels like a, a stretch, then just reach out, let's have a chat about it. So I will look forward to hearing from you. Click the link below and we will be in touch. Love you, girl. Hey ladies. 
Welcome back. Dr. Brandy Victory here with the Ultimate Biohack for Women. I am thrilled to bring you a functional medicine gynecologist. We've talked about functional medicine. We've had functional medicine doctors on the show, but this, it comes from a completely different perspective. I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Wendy Trubeau. She's got a thriving practice at Five Journeys, is passionate about helping women optimize their health and their lives. And through her struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and other health issues, she's developed a deep sense of compassion and expertise for what her patients are facing. She's also the co-author of Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great and Feel Freaking Amazing. I'm really excited to read that. I love the title. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Dr. Trubeau. Thank thank you so much. Call me Wendy. Wendy, nice to meet you. Nice for you having Nice to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it sounds like you've gone on a pretty interesting journey. It's not often that an MD, especially a gynecologist MD, turns functional medicine. So what was this journey for you? Well, I mean, I think it's always personal, right? Or or personal in terms of a family member. But for me, it was was all about me because I kept having really bad health challenges. So the first one occurred, I found out about functional medicine because my, I kind of knew about it. My husband was mentoring with a functional medicine doctor in Boston who was, has just been doing it for 40 years. So he's really, really seasoned, but it got, it was like a nice idea, right? Sort of out in the clouds, nice idea. I didn't really understand it. And then when I was 35, I kind of hit the wall and I got out of bed because I had to. And I was the primary breadwinner at the time. So I went to work. I, I had head to toe issues. My hair was falling out. It was thinning. I had brain fog, anxiety, thyroid issues, heart palpitations, asthma, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, usually on the same day, right? Like I'd go from having constipation to diarrhea, all of them up. I had fertility challenges. I had bad periods. I was wasting, like I was really thin and I had nutritional deficiencies. So I was a mess. I had no sex drive either. Like who wants to have sex when you're such a mess, but I was a hot freaking mess. So, mm. so I, he said to me, you know, before our insurance changes, because we had blue cross and he took blue cross, why don't you go see my mentor? And I was like, okay. You know, like, I didn't know what to do at that point. I never complained. I just kind of thought it was the way it was. And he did this really big work on, on me. And he said to me, you're not going to like these results. And I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me I have diabetes. Cause you know, this is before continuous glucose monitors came out and I couldn't imagine ever sticking my fingers all every day. So I was like, please don't tell me I have diabetes. He goes, no, 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 you have celiac. And I went, oh, my dad has celiac. And he's like, well, it's hereditary. It should have been checked. And I was like, oops bad, you know, doctors are bad patients. So I'm a bad patient. So I went gluten-free, started to peel off, you know, if I just had celiac for an hour, then it wouldn't have problems. But I had celiac for years before I was diagnosed. And so it had all these other issues. Like I still had irritable bowel. I had candida. I had nutritional deficiencies. I just had a lot of stuff going on. So I spent many years peeling off all the consequences of having had undiagnosed celiac. Mm. So then fast forward to when I'm 48, this is part two. And by the way, that was really inspirational for me. I, I learned about functional medicine. I started to explore it. And I stayed in my OBGYN job where I was delivering babies and doing surgery and doing office care for women. And then I just, I didn't know it, but I was pregnant with our third child. And it was Thanksgiving weekend. And it was my high school reunion. And on the like Friday morning before the reunion, I didn't know I was pregnant. I woke up and I said to my husband, 
I have to leave my job and I have to come practice with you in the functional medicine practice that you just opened. Now, he was not yet drawing a salary. I was the breadwinner. He wasn't getting a salary. And I'm like, let's leave my job. And God love him. He said to me, okay, we'll figure it out. So I went to my high school reunion, told everyone that I was leaving my job, my, you know, my job where I was killing myself, but it was in the kind of cushy from, we had health insurance and we had retirement and I was paid and I was leaving for my volunteer job, which was helping my husband in the functional medicine practice. So I gave notice on Monday. I found out I was pregnant on Tuesday and we're like, what have I done? What have I done? Right. Cause like, you know, established company startup. Salary, no salary. And so then I was like, it's all going to work out. You know, I'm not a big trust the universe kind of person. Naturally, I have to work at it. But I actually committedly said, this is happening for a reason. I need to trust the universe. It's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a few years after being diagnosed with celiac. But I got into functional medicine in 2008, 2009 timeframe. And then really applied those, those practices to myself. It, except there's a place where it breaks down and that's in new di- new issues. And sometimes you just can't treat yourself. So in 2018, my neighbor took his post-war house down and a post-war house pre-1978 automatically has lead paint till proven otherwise. Oh, right. You're, I saw you look at me like, what, what difference does that make in your health? But so he took down his house. And by the way, we took down our house when we built it. And I was all happy to be there on the day they demolished it. So 20 years ago, I got a lead exposure, didn't think about it, but I knew it was a lead exposure because I was like, shut the windows. There's tons of dust. We don't want to breathe it in. We don't want to get exposed. And shortly after that, my hair started falling out. And I didn't realize that that exposure was the cue. I missed it. So fast forward to 2019, we went to France in April, right after Notre Dame burned. And this is another one of those post-war things because you're like, okay, that's nice. But the month after we came back in that month, I gained a bunch of weight. I got a rash all over my face and my hair started falling out again. Now I don't have like good hair genes, so I'm not the good hair person, but I had gotten to a good point and then I backslid. So all these things happen and I'm like, geez, 49 sucks. Perimenopause is terrible. This is awful. You know, I go down the I'm perimenopausal. So these things are happening route. But then there came a point where that broke down. And I really started to do the functional medicine work on myself. And it wasn't until about three months later, I heard this report on the radio that said that when Notre Dame burned, 500 tons of lead was released into the atmosphere. And the closer you were to Notre Dame, the more exposure you got. And then the farther away, the less exposure you got. And I was like, I spent a week there and I got sick after I came home. And I knew already I had mycotoxins and had started to treat them. But I was like, oh my God, I got a, like, I got a lead exposure. And then looking back, I went, wait, I also had that lead exposure last at the end, at the beginning of the fall last summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, bad doctor, you know, didn't even really catch the signs. So I did the testing and my lead level went up 25% from the prior time I had tested. And the first time I tested, it was like just slightly out of range. And this time I was like, oh, it's positive. It's where I say to patients, you got to treat this. So I started the treatment. So that really, it's like, it's all personal, right? Because I had a knowledge of toxins. I did it on my patients, but the impact and the transformation that occurs and occurred for me and occurs for my patients, 
I hadn't quite gotten connected to as intimately as I am now. Cause it was like, nice. It was like, okay, yeah. You know, you gain, you lose some weight, your skin gets better, blah, blah, blah. But really like I lost my weight and my hair started to grow back. You know, I used to complain like, oh, I have hair sticking out. And then I was like, be grateful because your hair's sticking out. It means that it's growing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's, <laughs> I know there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great story. And I just love, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure that I've met any functional medicine doctors who don't have their own personal story of healing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I so like I just find that really valuable to your patients because mm-hmm. you've been through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I so often hear patients. Yeah. I went to the doctor. She spent 10 minutes with me and she said, my labs are fine, but I still have all these symptoms. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So thank you for, you know, exploring your own healing potential and bringing it to those that you're here to serve. I mean, it's uh, personal. Can you maybe go. In? Yeah. Right. Really exactly. Personal. Exactly. I know, I know, I know for me, I, I, on a, I'm a chiropractor Yeah. and, uh, I went, I went to chiropractic college to become a veterinarian. That's, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation, but I remember going into that on that first day and they were like, I didn't know what a chiropractor was. And he was like, yeah, the body heals itself. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Like, that was crazy to me. But then like, of course I was like turned on in that very moment. I was like, well, duh, that makes so much sense. Why hasn't anybody ever told me this before? Right. Right, But like for you and what you're doing with your patients, it's like, okay, yeah, we trust that the body heals itself. You break your arm, it it heals. It maybe needs to be set. It's going to be, it heals. Right. But we've got to get the the things out of the way that are inhibiting the healing process, be it mental, emotional, physical uh, toxicity, something like that. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what what exactly, I know you touched on it, but I'm not sure the pieces got dropped together about you having lead toxicity and what symptoms could someone kind of scratch their head and go, maybe I haven't have a heavy metal or lead toxicity going on. Yeah. And let's actually go even one level up and say, you could have any number of toxins in your system that are making you sick. Metals mm. is one category. Mycotoxins, which are the toxins from mold is another category. Mm-hmm. And super common. I mean, you and I both. And then, and other environmental toxins like your beauty products, the single-use plastic water bottles, the things that you put your food in, the plastic, plastic storage containers, the things you clean your house with, what you fill your car up with for gas, the furniture you're sitting on, the air quality, the water quality, all those things are exposing you. And then there's herbicides, pesticides, insecticides. So there's like four categories, and any of them can make you sick because certainly. You can try to draw a line between, okay, how would I think I have metals? You know, if, things that we often see with metals toxicity is autoimmunity, autoimmune disease, hair issues. And the, a lot of these can be can sort of look like, you know, people walk in, they always go, I have a thyroid issue. And I say, why do you think that? Because I have, my hair is bad and I can't lose weight. Okay, well, it could be a thyroid issue, but if you've ruled out a thyroid issue, it's probably toxins. So metals can often cause difficulty losing weight and uh, hair issues. And then mycotoxins often cause, oh, and autoimmune. Autoimmune, difficulty losing weight, skin stuff, reactive airway disease, asthma, seasonal allergies, because it's all the same problem, just sliced up differently. 
And then the environmental toxins can cause a whole host of things. So can't all of these are autoimmune, but cancers, endocrine disruption, menstrual disruption for women, which is a form of endocrine disruption. And when I say endocrine disruption, it's anything that has to do with your adrenals, your thyroid, your ovaries, or your testes if you're a man. So anything that messes up the balance of your hormones is an endocrine issue. So endocrine disruption for that, um, autoimmune, autoimmune is everywhere. And then for pesticides, it's largely about tumor risk and microbiome disruption. So you, you can kind of work backwards, but because there's so much overlap, what I'll say to you, Brandy, is if someone has a physical complaint that's not resolved from doing the right things from a lifestyle standpoint, you know, you eat right, you sleep enough, you're not a stress ball, you move your body, you have good relationships with people. If you do those five things and you're still not a million bucks, you've got toxins. Mm. to look at it. Got it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for breaking that down like that. And you know, there's toxins everywhere. I find it just really fascinating because I don't know. I, I don't know. I've been in this world for 20, 25, almost 24 years. I think I graduated from college and, and I've been on the health train way before that, since I was 19 years old and working in the, the, you know, the industry and that kind of thing. And it seems, and my grandfather was a doctor as well. And I, I did rounds with him off often and mm -hmm. it seems, and I tell me if you actually feel this way, but it seems like over time that disease process has become more complex. Do you feel that to be true? I would say that it's more that there's so many things making us sick that there's the incidence of autoimmune disease and other issues have just ballooned. And so yeah. the diseases themselves aren't any more complex. It's just that there's more of them. And given our lifestyles, they're harder to untangle than they used to be. Yeah, it used to be yeah. sort of linear. Like you get old, you get high blood pressure. Now it's like, yeah. you know, you're 30, you got high blood pressure. That's not old. So it, right. it, it, things are occurring much more frequently at a much younger age and they're harder to untangle. But, I, but I, yeah, it, there's so many more things that go into it too. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's the untangling. Like you have, like you said, it was linear and now it's like tangled up with other things like layer yeah. upon layer. You had a toxicity. Now you got an autoimmunity. Now you got a thyroid. Now you got right. a celiac or IBS or, you know, it just like, okay, what's, what's the root, right? Like, how do you find the yes. root? And from your perspective, a lot of it seems to be based in the, in the toxicity. Is that, am I right on that? Yes and no. So, so let's back up one step. Cause I like skipped over 20,000 things when I was talking to you. So good, the, good. the okay. foundation of your, of your health foundational, you can't get away with it from it is that stuff I mentioned, the food you're eating. Is it the right eating plan for you? And notice that I don't say the word diet because diet implies a temporary state. And what I'm looking for with people is what's a sustainable action and behavior you can take around food. That's not temporary. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, do this for four weeks and then you're going to go back to your old ways. No, this is like, what makes you feel amazing and keeps you motivated to do because you feel amazing. And as a human, maybe you'll have excursions, but you go back on your program, whatever way that is. So the foundational things, you have to eat well, you have to honor your body's need for sleep. So most people mm -hmm. don't get enough sleep and people are like, yep, I'm in bed for six and a half hours. I'm like, okay, so you're getting five hours and 45 minutes of sleep. Best case maybe. scenario. 
best yeah. case scenario. And so if you have inefficient sleep, you're getting even less and that's not enough sleep. You usually need eight to nine hours in bed. So you get seven to eight hours of actual sleep. So honoring the body's needs, moving the body, sweating, building muscle and, and supporting the cardiovascular system movement, mm -hmm. good community, feeling like you're connected. You're not isolated, having a purpose in life and de-stressing. That's the foundation. If you do the foundation and you still have chronic disease, then that's the point at which you go, okay, this is a toxins issue because we've peeled off all the other stuff. You know, you're doing what your body needs and it's still not responding. Now we have a, a secondary issue. Okay. So it's, it's a little nuanced, but I just don't want to imply like, oh, you, you don't have some people, I don't know, 10 to 20%, maybe, maybe a little more, but usually 10 to 20% of people, you do the foundational stuff and they're like, doc, you have transformed my life. And I'm like, cool, write me a five-star review. But then, <laughs> yeah. the, then the other, 80, right. The other 80 to 90% of people, they do those things. And like, I feel pretty good. I think my life is transformed. And I'm like, yeah, but there's more room to go. There's, there's still room. Like we're not, we're not done because the things you're telling me you've peeled off a percentage of how you feel, but you don't feel amazing. It's only, we only quit when you feel amazing. And most mm. of the time it's so addictive that they're like, oh, I want to keep feeling like this. Let's make sure that I'm continually optimized. So yes, yeah. toxins are really the root cause for cardiometabolic disease, autoimmune disease, chronic, chronic things, but you have to peel off the foundations first to make sure that you honor mm. what the body needs. Kind of yes, Anne. We're like really you know, improv. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. So, what are some examples of toxins that people consume unknowingly on a day-to-day -day basis? Brandy, I think ignorance is bliss. So, I will tell everyone anything they want to know. But like most people listening are like, oh, no, wait, what? You know, so, as women, no. we're exposed to hundreds of products before we've even left the house. So, the stuff you're, the bed you're sleeping on. Let's just start with you. The bed you're sleeping on, unless it's organic, it has flame retardants in it. Now, if you're a smoker who lives in an apartment building, you should have a bed with flame retardants or quit smoking. But if you're not a smoker or don't live where homes are tightly packed, you may not need a formal flame retardant in your bed because it is an endocrine disruptor. And so it's not in your favor. Okay. So you, you sleep on a bed and then Maybe if you sleep on a down comforter or down pillow, you're getting exposed to dust mites. You're getting exposed to things that trigger allergens. Then you get up and you shower and in your shower, you shampoo your hair, you condition your hair. Then you put some kind of oil in your hair and then you get out and you do your face. So you do your toner and you do your moisturizer and you do your anti-wrinkle cream and you do all these things, right? Then you put your makeup on, then you put your cream on. Then you do your hair, at least this is the order in which I do my stuff. So maybe you do your sure, order, sure. but then you do your hair, you put stuff in your hair, then you spray it to keep it in place. Okay. Like this is only an hour and you've already been exposed to potentially 50, 60 different things with hundreds of chemicals in it. Then you go downstairs and you eat, you drink your coffee. Coffee's often moldy. Stop me at any point. If you think you want to puke, right? Cause you're like, God, get me out of here. So Coffee's moldy unless it's been specifically tested. So you want to make sure that the coffee you're drinking isn't moldy. And then you eat your, what do you eat for breakfast? Bagel, waffle, cereal, wrap. All of it is usually gluten and almost all grains have herbicides, pesticides, insecticides contaminated in them. 
Okay, so you get another exposure. Then you go on your way to work, you drive in a car or you ride on, on a public transportation and there's off-gassing chemicals from either form of transportation. Okay, then you say to me, no, I ride my bike to work. I'm like, cool, you're getting the cardiovascular, but you're still breathing the air. So yeah. you start to see these layers, drinking the water, furniture you're sitting on, yeah. everything that we're using. And by the way, you bring your lunch to work, but because you're biking, you don't want to bring a heavy glass container. What if it falls? You bring a plastic container, but you're, then you stick it in the microwave, microwave and plastic. And those plastics get, I know you're making all these faces. It's like, it's, it's everywhere. And it's somewhat unconscious. Don't forget what you cooked your food on. Is it releasing chemicals into your food from the, from, from the actual pots and pans? So there's a lot of layers here. So kind of yeah. everything, it's if like you're living, everything, everything, if you're living on this. And so it's, let's go back to, it's not about perfection. You know, we're, especially for women listening, I am type A, I'm pretty anal. And I'm going to say right up front, it's not about perfection. That's not the game here. The game is reducing your exposures. And at the end, we'll talk about the gift I have for people, because that's how you're going to reduce your exposures. But it's, it's not about perfection. It's just about start where you are, figure out your biggest problem and start leveling up and be kind to yourself in this process. I screw this process up all the time, all the time. I do too. I do too. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you just rattled off like <laughs> everything everyone is doing every day. And it, yeah. if I were someone who didn't know, cause I'm, you know, I've been at this game for a minute, but if I didn't know, and you just told me as a doctor and as a patient, you're like all these things, I would just probably run. Right. <laughs> so right. how are you going to like stair step your patients into not being overwhelmed with all of this? Yeah. So what I say to people, I love this question too, because it really is about how do you make it manageable and chunk it out for your life? So there's mm -hmm. two parts to it. One is think about it from the standpoint of what am I putting in my body? What's the quality of my food, drink, alcohol, water, water source? What am I putting on my body? That's all those products I rattled off. Oh, and coffee is in the in category. And then what are the things in my environment around me that I'm either touching or putting on my body? So, so you, you separate them into categories. And then I say to people, food is foundational. Let's start with leveling up your food, minimizing how processed it is, going organic wherever possible. And, and the things, because food is medicine. So if you get amazing food in your body and it helps the detox pathways drive towards completion, that helps you. So start with food always. And then people are like, I looked in my medicine chest and everything's bad. I'm like, okay, cool. What are you running out of? What are you running out of? Let's, let's level up on what you're running out of and only do, right. Only yeah. do what you're running out of. And when you have a plan, so you're like, okay, this is running low, go to environmental working group or think dirty. These are both apps that'll say to you, okay, what's another better option? You don't have to go perfect, but what's a better option? And then what I like about environmental working group is they stuff gets graded on visual. So it's green, yellow, or red. Don't go for red. If you're in red, go for yellow. If you're in yellow, go for green or just go right to green. So aim for leveling up in some way and make that the habit, the standard. And then when the next thing starts to run out, you're like, okay, I'm gonna level up on this one too now. Got it, got it. And then are you um, maybe giving people in your book or as, as, a, as a physician, giving people options like, okay, I'm ready to level up my house cleaning products. What do I do? 
Well, that's the free gift. So that that's our gift, which is the what it's like when you're ready to level up, what are you going to choose for your house cleaning, for your beauty products, for your pots and pans? What are you choosing? That's actually the gift it, because it, take, it can take hours of research to figure out what am I going to pick? We did the research, put it in a guide and that's the gift. So awesome. uh, that's what we're giving away to people. So, Love and that. yes, I do talk people through it. We do go through in the book what to look at, but we're not necessarily naming brands in the book because things can shift. So we're, you know, we're sort of bringing up the consciousness of, hey, get rid of your plastic water bottles and replace them with glass or with stainless steel. But, but what brands? It's that kind of thing. Got it. Okay. And then as people start replacing their stuff and let's say I got rid of my what is it? Whatever. Tylex <laughs> and replace it with vinegar water. Um, do I, do I need to like, just go all in cold Turkey or if I'm going to replace my coffee with a mold free variety, do I do that like all at once? Or can I just baby step my way there? I think baby steps are the way to get there because if you try to go everything, it's super overwhelming. I mean, you know, yeah. you, we're having this conversation and I started this process in 2019. So that's literally three years ago, I started this process. And so I'm at the end of the holy smokes, I have to fix everything in my life. And I'm still finding things that I'm like, oh, I didn't deal with that. I need to deal with that. Mm. So it, it's, not a, it's not a sprint. Mm. It really is. This is an ongoing process of improvement. As, and looking at it like, you know, when you're in business, you say, okay, let's make something better. So that's all you're doing is constantly saying, how do I make my surroundings healthier, cleaner, better, more able to live in better for me? And you'll find stuff or brands go out of business or you'll find something new. That's okay. It's an evolution as opposed to it's not on off like the switch. It's a progression. Yeah. And I think you pointed out something really important is that, you know, we, I feel like we live in a society where we've been trained, take the pill, make it better. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that's really not how things work. And, you know, you're saying you, even as a physician on this path or in year three, you're still cleaning things up. And then mm -hmm. there's probably still more work to do after that. Like, I think it's important for our listeners to really understand that, in that, 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 healthy living, like improving and optimizing our health is it, it's a lifelong process. Yes. Like you're always going to, you know, have something to work on as long as you're in physical form. And, and from my perspective, you're going to either pay for your health care now, or you're going to pay for your sick care later. And it's going to be way yeah. worse, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So just really like making that switch in your brain that, to that hey, you know what? I want something different in my life and it's not going to be a four-week program or a 12-week diet <laughs> that's nope. going to get me there. It's, it's actually practice day after day for the rest of my life to be a better person than I am today and to love myself and to treat myself better than I have yesterday. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we go back and we have to know that even if we take a step back, that it's not the end of the world. Like we can always take a step forward tomorrow. Like it's not that big of a deal. And that is how we learn and grow. So Let's yeah, talk about you. that. Can we talk about yeah. that? Because this something, this burns my butt all the time. I always say to people, watch your language because the language you use matters. So, yeah, you know, I mean, all I do is talk to women on the phone and see them in the office. And inevitably, at least once a day, someone says to me, it's like confessional booth, Dr. T, I cheated. 
I'm like, what is this test in fifth grade? And I'm like, what do you mean you cheated? I went to a wedding or I went to my brother or sister's house and I ate blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, let's back up. A, not a test. B, you didn't cheat. C, this isn't the confessional booth. And D, let's, let's rephrase this because nobody feels good when they cheat. Yeah. And often what happens when we use language like that is A, we feel bad. It discourages us from continuing to improve and it doesn't leave us any room to, to like transform. We're just left being bad. So my first statement to any woman or man, but particularly woman is you're not a cheater, you're a human being, and you're going to be presented with opportunities to either eat in ways that work for you or have things that don't work for you. And if you have something that doesn't work for you, it does not mean that you are a bad person. It means you ate something that didn't work for you. So in that scenario, the best behavior and choice to make after you do that is to go, oh, well, that totally didn't work for me. Now I'm going to get back on my program. As opposed to, I cheated. Oh, the hell with my diet. I cheated and I'm just going to stay off of it because who, who has the, you know, it's not worth it. And then six weeks later, I'm like, what happened? You're like, oh, I fell off. So you're going to fall off. It's okay. Just get back on track have that and even plan excursions. You know, you're going to an event, you know, you're going to have an excursion. A, eat before you go. B, take a buddy who can support you and C, have your excursion. Don't make yourself wrong for it. And the next morning, just go back on your plan. So reframing how we talk about Mm. the ways that we treat ourselves, I think is really impactful because everyone's trying. I'm like, you're not a cheater. You're just trying really hard and you hit a stumbling block. So yeah. thanks for letting me rant about that. Cause that's just something that burns me. Well, I really appreciate it. It's so, so vital. I mean, we, many of us have been taught that, you know, we're either bad boy or a good yes. bad girl or a good girl, bad boy, good boy. You know, oh, it's yes. like, oh, I'm being bad. Oh, I'm being good. And, you know, I don't, I'm kind of with you. There's not actually like the judgment is within ourselves. It's our old story. It's our old programming. It's our mommy or daddy say, talking to us in our head yeah. uh, that we're hearing this repeating pattern over and over again. And then we, you know, it causes some emotional disturbance, which makes us feel, I don't like a failure or fat or whatever the underlying story is. And so then we are compelled on a subconscious level to go prove that to ourselves. So yeah. we cheat on ourselves. So I love that you're breaking that cycle. It's, it's just for me, if I can make a difference for one woman who is like, mm. oh, I'm going to shift how I think about that. It'll mm. be impactful. Love that. Love that. So I know that you talk about tuning into your body and listening. Cause I'm like, okay, if I'm that person and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to try not to eat anything. I'm just going to eat, eat the vegetables and the meat. And I'm not going to have the bread and I'm not going to have nope. the dessert. And I'll only have one drink. And then I get there and I'm like, oh. I want it all, but is there, there's a moment, right? Where we can step back and we have, we have, we can create space to make that choice and tune in. How, how do you recommend women tune into their bodies and receive the messages they are being sent so they can make a better choice for themselves? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that being under the gun is the best opportunity. Honestly, (laughs) you know, weddings, it's so funny. Weddings bring up a lot for people. So Mm -hmm. 
even like being a guest at a wedding, there's, there's often a lot of noise. So I don't think that's an opportunity to tune in. I think that's an opportunity to just, you know, make, make as best a choice you can in the moment with the tools you have. And the next morning look at, was there anything that I did that I don't want to repeat? And was there anything that didn't work for me? Or I always say to people, guard your flank. You make bad decisions when you're hungry. I legit never leave my house without food ever. I also have four kids, so I never leave my house. We always get stopped in the airports because they're like, what do you need this big bag of food for? I'm like, it's eight hours from the time we left our house to the time we get to our destination. And I have four kids and we're all gluten-free. You do the Wow. So plus we always travel with my mom and my mother-in-law. So there's eight of us, big bag of food. We always get stopped. So I never leave my house without food. Even going to an event, I always bring something just in case. Okay. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm hungry and then I might eat something where I'm sick. So that's one. Two, sometimes there's an experience you need to have. So especially around alcohol, if everyone's drinking and you want to have the experience of drinking, I say to people, if you're going to drink a wine, have a spritzer, you know, cause you get the experience. You have the glass, you look like you belong. You don't look different. Some some of this is about fitting in and making us feel like we're part of the crowd. So, so do things that allow you not to necessarily feel terrible, but also get fit in. So you could even say to the, to the bartender, put, put water in a vodka glass with ice. So it looks like I'm drinking vodka on the rocks. Mm-hmm. If you really want to look like you, cause, cause we're driven by looking good. And so, so what are the ways that you can do things that make you necessary, not necessarily stand out, but also feel fine. Wine spritzers yeah. instead of a full glass of wine, having non-alcohol in an alcoholic looking drink uh, glass. These are things that can support you. And then, and then what's really important is the hardest part is enrolling your environment. So not just showing up on a new eating plan or, or being dry, but like saying to people, Hey, I want to give you a heads up. There's been some changes since we last saw each other. I'm really working very hard on my health. And here are the things you're going to notice about me. I'm working really hard to either not drink alcohol or drink less, or I'm trying to avoid certain foods. Cause I notice when I eat them, I feel really terrible. And so I would ask that you not give me a hard time about it. You know, like don't peer pressure me to drink more with you or don't peer pressure me to eat or, or try something because I'm making certain choices and I, I really would love your support. Like mm-hmm. getting your environment awake because you go into your old thing where everyone's going to drink a lot and they're like, why aren't you drinking? You know? Yeah. And, and then you're like, oh, I don't want to stand out. So, so talking to people ahead of time. Don't surprise them with your new plan, right? Tell them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, when I stopped drinking in my 20s, um, I, I came to a moment where I needed to stop drinking alcohol. And and I was young and all my friends were drinking and they would make fun of me and they would try to, they were, come on, just one, you know, that kind of thing. And I, yeah. I did take up some of that, taking a wine glass and putting uh, Pellegrino in it with a splash of cranberry and a cherry or something just to make yeah. it look so people just leave me alone you know I don't really care yes. anymore now I'm like almost 50 so I'm like <laughs> I don't really care what people think anymore nobody's gonna pressure me to do anything isn't that but great people, like yeah, I know <laughs> I know but some people do live in environments where, where that's true or even their family like I've talked to a lot of people who are like yeah every time I go to my mom's I have to take my own food and and she's like you're not gonna eat we're not cooked you know <laughs> like, right 
Yeah, so. mom, I'm not because it's going to make me feel bad. But then sometimes they feel pressured to do it. You know? I always say to people, blame me. Your, your family member, I mean, God, those family dynamics. So your family number is likely never going to meet me. So blame me. I just met with my doctor and she strongly recommended that I not eat that because she said that it was unhealthy for me. It was going to make me sick. And so my doctor has me on this plan where I can't eat it. Blame the doctor. I right? love that. Yeah. Like, blame someone else, you know, and, and, and I've noticed it does make me feel better, but it's really because she yelled at me and said, I was going to what have diabetes worsen my Hashimoto's had a risk for cancer, you know, play it up. Your mama wants you to be healthy and she does not want you to be sick. So if you say the doctor said that it's worsening my blah, 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 That's she so can true. be mad at that doctor, but she's not going to be mad at you. That's so, true. That's so true. Blame me. I always need to be blame me. I can be the culprit. No? That's really great. That's really great. <laughs> so when a patient comes to you, do they go through some sort of evaluation? How, how does that work? Uh, I think of how your health. So let's start with, we say that you're meant to be vital, healthy, vibrant, able to participate in and interested in being intimate until you're at least a hundred. Love that. Love that. Right? <laughs> so that's the, that's the, the lens through which I'm looking at you. Okay. And so I'm listening for anything that's in the way of that within your physical body, your chemistry, your emotional status, your, your social relationships and your spiritual body. So I put those all together, that's your health. And so the, I typically approach workups in two phases, one, cause it's expensive and two, because it's overwhelming and three people just can't digest it. So the first phase that we're looking at is how do we optimize your, what I call the holy trinity of health, which is your adrenals, your liver, and your gut. Because if your adrenals, your liver, and your gut are out of balance, then ain't nothing else going to work. So let's, let's optimize those. And that includes looking at your minerals, your nutrients, your digestion, your food sensitivities, your adrenal health. That's like phase one. Okay. And so optimizing sort of the foundational, again, back to foundation, optimizing the foundational approach to health. And then phase two is, oh, you've, you've got an autoimmune disease. You have cardiometabolic disease, insulin, hypertension, cardiovascular disease. You have toxins. Let's peel away the toxic impact by evaluating it and then systematically approaching it. I mean, this is what we do in the book is sort of look at how to, how to have a roadmap for doing it before you get to me. And then and then I pick up at the, hey, you need testing part. So it's it, we do all the testing, which is mostly urine testing. Uh, occasionally we'll use hair and blood, but typically it's urine testing for all four of those categories of toxins that we talked about. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. It's all cool. Right. People transform their health. It's amazing to watch. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so once you kind of get that, get that information, you put them on some kind of supplement protocol or what's next? Yeah. It depends what's, what's imbalances. So, so I think of it like you either have too little of something. So that would be where you would take supplements. I mean, we live in the Northeast. I live in the Northeast. If you live in the Northeast, you need vitamin D. It's a rule. People are like, do I have to take this for life? I'm like, I don't know. You're moving to Arizona. If so, then yes, you have to take it for life. 
<laughs> so, so some things you have too little of and they're harming you. You know, if your vitamin D is low, your risk of severe infection is higher. Your bone health is less. Your risk of cancer is higher. Your gut is dysfunctional. So fixing things that are too low, removing things that are causing, that are too high, that are causing you to be out of balance. And that's often like a food sensitivity, like gluten, dairy, soy, corn, legumes, whatever that is, eggs, pulling off the food category, balancing out the system. You could have over or underactive adrenal. So supporting that or quieting it, depending on what's going on. And still that's all foundational. We haven't even gotten to toxins and then toxins is flat out. If you got it, we got to get rid of it and don't expose, right? Like don't fill yeah. up the pump with toxins and then pull out what you have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I really love the way you boil it down to, to something that's digestible for, I would say most people, if not all, you know, it, it, it's kind of overwhelming. I think for patients to go to, first of all, an MD, uh, and second of all, a functional MD, like functional yeah. health. That's like, Oh my gosh, you're going to make me change my whole life. And yeah, it's a, it's an overwhelming, uh, job basically, but you've, yeah. you've really like boiled it down and made it digestible for people. I appreciate that a lot. That's the goal, right? Cause if it's overwhelming, then you might not do it or you get frozen. So the goal is, is not, is to really make it chunkable and, and manageable and attainable. Cause then you have a win and you're like, look at me, look at what I did. Cool. Yeah. Go me. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? I think the most important thing is you matter and you're mm. worth it. And it's worth doing this, this whole exploration and journey because it allows you to be more productive. And it also, for anyone who's a parent, allows you to be an amazing example for your kids on how to care for yourself and be, be out there in the world and yet prioritize health, but you're worth mm. it. You're worth it. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies go look in the mirror, look at yourself and say, I'm worth it because yeah. you are right. You, and are. That's, you totally that's, are. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big hurdle. I've, I've heard that a lot. I'm like, oh, well, you know, whatever excuse, but really it comes down to they don't feel like they're worth it, like spending right. the money and spending the time and, and yep. doing things for themselves instead of their family and, you know, whatever story it is, but yeah. man, you got to fill your cup first. Put your own air mask on first. That's what I always say to people. You can't, right. you're only That's as right. healthy, you know, you're the weak link. So they're going to follow your, your role modeling. So you need to do it for, for yourself, for everyone. So you're yeah. worth it. So true. So true. Awesome. Awesome. Ladies, thank you for being here today and uh, make sure you go. I will put the link below for the book, Dirty Girl. Uh, make sure you go check that out. I'm sure that it has a lot more information on it than, in it than we just spoke about. So um, and the yeah, free guide. I actually look forward to, to I'll give you the guide too. I'll give you that link. I never oh, told that's you. right. Yeah. That's so right. tell us about that. So that's fivejourneys.com forward slash promo. And it's F-I-V-E-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S.com forward slash promo. And that's the free guide for when you're ready to level up on your beauty products and your drinkware and your cookware and your cleaning products and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely do that. It's, it's so important, you know, and hopefully one day we get to a place in our world where we've awoken enough to 
put a limiter on how much toxicity we're putting into our environment. I'm not sure that that will happen in our lifetime. And hence is why I say that we have to be proactive in our healthcare more, more now than ever. And probably for the rest of our lives, because to get the toxicity out of the air, the soil, the water, it's going to take a long time, even if we just stopped right now, you know, for that to, yeah. You got to vote with your pocketbook actually like prioritize companies who are doing good in the world, as opposed to companies who are not necessarily prioritizing the environment, which, which sounds kind of crunchy, but if the world is being wrecked, it's transmitting to us. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I had this, this girlfriend sent me a Christmas gift in February, which is the funniest thing in the whole world. And uh, I opened it and, and she had a journal in there that the paper is made of stone. Cool. That was the coolest thing. That was like the, the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. I was like, oh my that gosh, really it, cool. it feels like paper. It doesn't, it really doesn't tear very easy. And if you write on it really, yeah, it's recyclable. I was like, oh my gosh, these are the kinds of things that I just want to support more and more in the world. Yeah. Now I have to look that up. I never heard of that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, I'm going to see the name of it for you. It's called Karst. K-A-R-S-T, stone paper. So cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just this little great journal. Um, Yeah, anyway, support the people who are doing good in the world, people. Yes, yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'll put all the links to uh, connect with her in the show notes and to get your free guide and to get access to her book and have a great day. We will see you next time. Thanks, Brandy. Okay, wild woman, it is time to awaken. I am looking forward to helping you open your heart, heal your fourth chakra, heal your fear of intimacy and loneliness, and celebrating your feminine force of love. Join me on May 15th in Boulder for an in-person two-hour workshop or June 4th for a two-hour virtual workshop. And let's open your divine radiance and magnetism for love. Ah, Click the link below and let's get you registered. See you there, mama. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor, and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.